This episode deals with the inappropriateness of racial invectives and contains coarse racial slurs. Viewer discretion is advised. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Hey, what happened? Rich with the good taste of hypocrisy. Talk nerdy to me. Step into my office. Why? Because you're f***ing fired. No plugs! No plugs! No plugs for Lavanda! We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. Now I have a message for all you good, moral, Christian people who are complaining that breasts and vaginas are obscene. Hey, don't complain to me. Complain to the manufacturer. Okay? And although Jesus told us not to judge, I know you're going to judge anyway, so judge sane. Judge with your eyes open. What do you consider obscene? Is this obscene to you? Hello, kitties. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Take it from someone who knows. Talk nerdy to me is the closest thing to dead air you'll find on the scare waves. <laughs> And the Lord said, let there be crap. They will make your ovaries rock hard. Talk nerdy to me. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books, video games, toys, TV shows, pro wrestling. All the things you got made fun of for in high school. So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk Nerdy to Me. Oh my gosh, what a loaded show we have tonight. Mark this day on your calendar, Wednesday, March the 21rd. What a big show where we've got so much stuff going on. We've got a brand new segment. I'm ready. Brand new feature that we've got this week. So let's get everybody in here. Let's not waste another second. Let's get everybody in here. We've got, uh, uh, let's see, we've got uh, the most patriotic American member of this here group of yahoos, a bunch of damn dummies that make up this show. There's a soft spot in my heart for him who, uh, when he gets uh, super drunk and orders a bunch of pop vinyls, he makes me happy. He is Julian. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, I was cleaning my gun. I didn't want it to go off in my hands. <laughs> you don't. Safety first. Oh, Jesus Christ. Safety. Safety first. Safety It's first. clear. It's clear. It's all clear. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, make sure to check the one in the chamber. Also, good advice for you kids about to go to prom. Check the one in the chamber. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I know you talked about it, but I, I definitely felt like a girl at prom meeting John Barrowman. I just wanted to remind everyone. Yeah, let's, yeah he's I, just to remind people that you know John Barrowman. Yeah, yeah, my close personal friend, yeah, John Barrowman. Yeah. I, I, he texts me on Instagram every once in a while, and I just remind him that he has kill checked me. So. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, also joining us as part of the show, he uh, still has not had the uh, blood flow return to the rest of his body after the kilt check with John Barrowman. And he is the most creatively named man in all of podcasting. He is Koran. 
It's been well over four hours, but fuck going to the doctor. <laughs> you know what? If if you have something like that for more than four hours, call your friends and brag. <laughs> I feel like that's what you should do. Call Absolutely. that easy girl from high school. And just <laughs> Start sending Snapchats and go, uh, uh, sad you turned me down yet? <laughs> just send them. Just send a bunch of them. It's okay. <laughs> and also rounding out our uh, this nerd party, he is the the mage of this nerd party. I feel like I did that right. I don't know. I don't know all that stuff. Is it is it because of the beard? Yeah, I think it is that handsome, okay, stunning okay. beard that I'm super jealous of. He is wearing his Jedi cloak and not much else as Julian polishes his gun. Obi John Kenobi polishes his lightsaber. <laughs> Hello there. There it is, and. Uh, to make the quartet, I am your 1995 Blockbuster Video Game World Championship Store yeah. Champion, Captain Chris. Together, we are Talk Nerdy to Me, and it is an all-new episode. Guys, I'm really, really excited. Someone is farting their microphone. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. I was like. trying to stifle a laugh, and I couldn't <laughs> get away from it. <laughs> I was giggling to myself, and I just I couldn't get away. Oh, so this I, thing's too fucking sensitive. I want to, uh, I want to, that gives me an idea for a promotion. Uh, if there's any business or any person out there that wants to give a plug every time that we fart, uh, we will <sighs> fart into our microphones and then give a plug for your business or your company or like whatever you have. Um, I think that would be great. So uh, we'll we'll try that. See if anybody wants to take that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's our program called Plugs. Yeah. For not specifically La Bamba. No, yeah, no, because La Bamba gets no plugs, but everybody else is cool. No plugs. No, no plugs for plugs. La Bamba. So, um, uh, man, it's been kind of a crazy week. We've had uh, some interesting... Uh, uh, we've gotten big use out of the Talk Nerdy to Me Super Doppler Window 5000. Because um, there's been a lot of turbulent activity outside with a word that I can't talk about. And uh, But I think, uh, I think we're good now. I think we're okay. And... I was all set for this week's episode. I was really set. And I had my topic, and I was all ready. And then something happened. Did you finally become a woman? I finally did. My ovaries, as you heard in the beginning of the show, got rock hard by <laughs> listening to the show. Uh, so, you know, we have, ever since we went live, uh, we, we have the, the, the telephone number that you can call, and then we have the email address, right? Mm -hmm. You can email us at iheartstamos at gmail.com. And some people still think that that's a joke email address, but it's real. <laughs> and to prove that it's real, we got an email this week. And okay. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you how excited I am for this because I feel like we've turned a corner in our podcast life. Because uh, we, for the... We go, go. As no, in, go. there's no going back? There is no <laughs> going back from this. And... Uh, I teased it on the Twitter. If you don't follow the Talk Nerdy to Me Twitter page, uh, every week, starting this week, we are uh, we're teasing a topic before the show to kind of get you pumped up. And this week, guys, I don't know quite how to tell you this. Uh, I printed this off because we got an email that I have to share with everybody right here. Guys, we got, we got the only thing I the only way I can describe it. We got jail mail. Jail mail. We got um, we got an email. Snail mail, jail mail. No, we got an email from an inmate oh, okay. at an Indianapolis prison. 
<laughs> this really just sounds like a bit. I'm sorry to, no. to quote how, to quote how I met your mother. Uh, come again for big fudge. Yeah, uh, and uh, so um, hang on. So we got this email from uh, an inmate at uh, Marion County Jail in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, he. I need to check with the Talk Nerdy to Me lawyers because uh, I, I need to check with our crack legal staff because he has given permission. He says that he really wants to us to uh, use his name and his inmate number. And at first, I thought, I, I, like, I thought this was a, a joke. What? I thought, I thought this was, uh, for lack of a better term, I thought this was a rib. And so I went onto their page and I looked up his inmate number and it's real, like he's really in jail, like this this guy really in jail. So uh, not only did he send us an email, he he wrote us a story. I'm gonna read you the, the story uh, time. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna read you the beginning of what he sent. Everyone come sit on the big carpet. Yeah, uh, it says, "Hey, you bastards." He's not. Oh, wrong. He, he does listen to the show. <laughs> That's a good start. We're I'm off an, to a good start. I'm an inmate at Marion County Jail in Indianapolis, Indiana. They give us a fair amount of internet time, supervised, of course, and that's how I found your show. I love it, and I haven't missed an episode. You ready for this? This is Gabby. I'm sorry. My favorite host is Koran. No, no, no. It's got to be a work. Partly, okay. partly because he takes the crap you guys give him in stride. He inspired me to write a story. Here is part one. I will send I will send part two as soon as it's finished. If you like it, please read my name and inmate number. I would love to hear it on the show. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I, I think I can I think I can say this. Uh, I was wrong when I uh, when I, I told you guys on the pre-show. Um, Matt is is his first name. Uh, I was looking at a different email that we got. Um, Matt favorite is the is Koran. Yeah, Matt, uh, his his favorite uh, host is Koran. So he wrote a story, and I would like to read it to you, if I may, right now. And I, I I want everybody to know. Sometimes you know you might think what we're doing is is a joke. It's a bit. It's something that we've like set up in advance. I'm being 100% legitimately honest with you right now. Is this is a real email from a real inmate in this jail? Uh, this has not been prepped in any way. This isn't like something found on Reddit. This isn't like anything like that. This is legitimately 100% how I got this. So uh, just know that in advance. And then I've got something else uh, because I went ahead and I, because part of my due diligence was I went and I looked him up and I've got some information on him as soon as I get done with this. But here we go. This is the, this is the, uh, the story about Koran. <laughs> By uh, by inmate inmate Matt, Indianapolis, Indiana. Here we go. Koran, <clears throat> the most creatively named man in all of podcasting, woke up with a headache. That happens. He would never try to score farms from the west side of Fayette County ever again. Realizing the time, he quickly dressed. No need to take a shower or brush his teeth. He bathed last week. <laughs> what the fuck? And anyway, the it's smell... like he just watches you. It's crazy. <laughs> and anyway, the smell of soap repulsed him. 
I love Matt. <laughs> Leaving his room at the YMCA, he thanked <laughs> he thanked Satan he didn't live in his mom's basement anymore. <laughs> he had his own cool room at the Y. He could find a girlfriend now. <laughs> that was all that was holding him back. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> After he finished his shift, he was ready to head back home and start the podcast. It was Wednesday, his favorite day. That's true. <sighs> All right, here we Second paragraph. Oh, God, no. Walking to the bus stop, he saw his bus driving off. He tried to catch it, but no such luck. God damn, he thought. Those <laughs> guys will... The, the, the guys will make fun of me if I'm late for the show. Whenever they made fun of him, he pretended like it was okay and laughed along. Inside, he was deeply hurt. <laughs> he lived for their approval, and their jokes made him cry on the inside. <laughs> it reminded him of how the cool kids treated him in high school. <laughs> Deciding the rumors about hitchhiking were overinflated, he stuck his thumb out. Third and final paragraph. To his surprise... It was less than five minutes before a pink van with no windows in the back stopped for him. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Koran looked at the driver. The man looked to be about 50, bald, fat, and sweaty. He was wearing tight yellow bicycle shorts and a white, white beater t-shirt. We found Julian's new costume. <laughs> yes. Where are you headed? <laughs> Where are you headed, my fair boy? The driver asked. Koran didn't hesitate. I'm going to Lexington. Back to the Y. <laughs> the man leaned over and opened the passenger side door. I'm going that way. Hop in. <laughs> oh, don't get in. Koran climbed in and noticed three things. That his seat was sticky. Oh. The van had a weird, unidentifiable smell. And the driver was smiling. To be continued. I think we all know where this ends up. <laughs> That's very well so, written. So I don't want to insult Matt because I think he's fantastic, but I I think this is a rape fantasy. About if, he, if, if the driver turns around and says, "My name is Matt," then, so, I, so I'm. Go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I was just gonna say I'm officially never posting in like. I'm never posing for any group photos again. <laughs> I'm like going to be off screen for any of the live shows we do. Uh, so you want the good news? Yeah. Okay. So so I went to, I went to go look up. I had to do my due diligence, and I went and I looked up uh, this this person to make sure that they were on the level because I didn't want to give somebody you know who's faking uh, just you know uh, airtime. So uh, Matt is really in the Marion County Jail. In Indianapolis, uh, he's in. Uh, he's a repeat theft offender. So he's in for theft like a lot. And do you want the best news? What? Do you want the Do you want the best news? I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's scheduled to be released on May nineteenth. <laughs> God damn it! So <laughs> he he sent you his inmate number, right? Yeah, I have his inmate number. So, so our next set of T-shirts just need to be inmate number and then his number, right? <laughs> yes. And then on the back, it's just Koran's number. 
<laughs> for a good time call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's scheduled to be released on May 19th. So hopefully we get the next part of the story before May 19th. Um. <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like I need to open up the doors, uh, open up the floodgates and say, if if you are in jail or prison or anything like that and you want to write us, uh, you can email us at iheartstamos at gmail.com or you can send a letter to somebody who can then email us at iheartstamos at gmail.com. I feel like jail mail should be a regular segment if we keep getting Oh, more. absolutely. It's awesome. terrifying for me, but I'm still 100% <laughs> on board with this. So I'm like all about getting more jail mail because uh, I got it. And at first, like I read it, I read it again. And then I had to do my, uh, you know, due diligence to make sure that Matt was on the level and, um, you know, it wasn't just some scammer. But then as I as I found his uh, inmate profile and I started to read about him and uh, yeah, he's been in quite a bit, uh, I believe it. Like, I, I, I honestly believe that this is legit. And I'm really excited about it. Mostly because it wasn't about me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sort of like excited, Ron. sort of frightened. I'm not going <laughs> to you're, you're a little flattered it's about you. You don't like Aron. A little bit. <laughs> the important thing is you've got that long hair that he can grab onto. You. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> uh, so that was uh, installment one of uh, Jail Mail. So, uh, well done, Matt. Well done. Yeah, Matt, uh, I... I when you get out, uh, email us at, you know, I heart, you know, I know he knows the email address because he's already emailed once, um, email us at iheartstamos at gmail.com and, uh, I'll find a prize for you. Or um, once he's out, he could pick up a phone. Yeah. Give us a call. Oh, how would he do at that? At 270-883-1617. Oh, does that, did you say 270-883-1617 from anywhere in America? I believe from anywhere in America, you can call even from Canada? any phone in America. Not Canada. Don't <laughs> no, call no, from fuck Canada. Those guys. Don't call from Canada. So, um, so yeah, uh, when he gets out, he can call and actually talk to Koran. Nope. <laughs> That'll be. <laughs> or awesome. read the rest of his story on air. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> so yeah, I cannot you... believe that. If you know anybody in, in jail that uh, listens to the show and uh, they want to email us uh, and send us some jail mail, um, you can send it to iheartstamos at gmail.com, and that would be great. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was jail mail. Uh, <laughs> that was jail mail with talk nerdy to me. Yeah. I feel like we need to mail him, like, a carton of cigarettes or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, like, add to his commissary card or something. Yeah, yeah. That, was worth, that was worth $10. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, like so I had a topic idea that I uh, that I'll uh will save for next week because as soon as I got the jail mail, that just kind of took over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, top that. Like nothing else really felt felt right um to have to have be my topic of choice because we uh, I feel like we've hit a milestone where we have real inmates in real jails emailing us contacting us and writing stories about us well about more importantly 
It's proof. I heard Stamos at gmail.com is an actual functioning email that yeah, when you check real legitimate email address, uh, you'll get a reply, uh, from one of us. And, uh, if, if you're lucky, I will print out your email and, uh, read it on air. So, uh, or on lucky, depending how good or bad it is. Yeah. Uh, or we'll <laughs> just make fun of you depending, you know, Oh, I mean, we're going to make fun of you regardless of whether or not it's I'm good. not making fun of this guy. He's been We've in kinda... jail. That's fair. That's fair. He's cool in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're my boy. I'm not making fun of him. He's been in jail multiple times. He's a repeat offender. Really want that inmate number t-shirt, I'm telling you. Hang on, I'm going to type in the chat. I'm going to type his inmate number, and if you guys okay. want to Google that jail, you can look him up. Uh, hang on. Sweet. Let me let me go back to. Uh... Uh, All right, I'm gonna type in his number, and you guys so can go in. And while do you're it. doing that, yeah, Koran, I believe your topic's next, sir. Yeah, I, I don't know how the hell I'm gonna top that uh, lovely piece of literature written about me, but uh, we'll go with. Um, I don't even know what really made me think about this, or what what brought this to mind when I pitched this as a topic idea. Um. We've all had like retail jobs. We've all worked shitty jobs. We hated in front of cash registers and that kind of stuff. And I figured it would be just, you know, cathartic and good for all of us to like bitch about some of those experiences. And uh, what Reddit calls tales from retail hell. Yeah. Um, so I figured we would just kind of uh, go around the horn and tell some of our favorite shitty customer stories. I've been waiting for this topic because uh, I worked retail for nine years at one of the worst places you can work. Well, do you do you do you want to start us off then? I can. Uh, oh, please do. I've had uh, a lot of retail positions in the uh, the navy blue and khaki hell that is Walmart's, as people call it here. <laughs> And uh, working in the electronics department, you hear things like, uh, which one of those tablets has more Google in it? Uh, which was one of my favorite questions. Um, and, you know, you deal with the worst of the worst, and, and you have to sit there and, uh, you know, which is worse? The people that can't read and make you read everything to them, uh, and they're real annoying, or... Uh, the people who, uh, I can tell you about the guy that tried to take a swing at me, which was awesome. Yes, so, please. So this guy, I used to be the uh, department manager of the cell phone section. Uh, now it's going to be really easy to figure out who I am. So I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, so dude brings back a phone, a prepaid phone. And he, he has, uh, in a fit of anger, thrown it out his car window regretted it gone back to pick it up so it's in like a, a bunch of pieces it's, it's garbage wants to uh, return it get his money back doesn't want to exchange it just wants to return it i say absolutely not we can't do that that's dumb incredibly stupid uh he says the six words that everybody wants to hear let me speak with your manager let me speak with your man damn i got that right um so call the manager over and he's pitching a fit um uh, like getting real mad. And at this point, like he's causing such a stir that uh, our security people who I know because they're like those undercover security people who mm -hmm. if you shop at a Walmart long enough, you know who they are because they're like 
you can tell that they're just staring at people. They're not actually shopping. And so, like, it's even got them, like, in line behind him because he's causing such a scene and they're ready for him to, like, they're ready to escort him out. So as as he's he's bitching and just getting angrier and angrier, he starts to, uh, he's got his, his, his uh, right hand on the counter and he starts to ball his fist up. And he starts to, like, as I'm saying, you know, I, I, can't, I, I can't do this return because look at the condition it's in. Like, I'm starting to, now that I know everybody's on my side and is backing me up, I know that I can kind of, you know, tell be him. Be a dick. Yeah, kinda, and, and, and just, just kind of be more dickish to be like, well, look at it. I mean, we can't get any credit for this. So as he's balling his fist up, he starts to, you know, kind of bring it back towards his side. At that point, uh, he's he's bringing his fist up like he's about ready to start swinging. And as he goes to swing, the security guy puts his arm around that guy's arm and goes, yeah, it's time to leave. And they just carry him out of the store. Like, they, they escort oh, him out. Uh, because he's about to start throwing fists at me, who's built like a coat rack. And, like, seriously, the question is... I was like, going to say a lawn chair, but... Yeah, like, somebody beats the crap out of me. What does that really accomplish? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, really, do you feel good about yourself that you beat up someone that's built like a middle school JV girls basketball player? You beat up Flanny and you can fight a small breeze. Yeah. Congratulations. Like, so uh, this this guy was, uh, he was very unhappy. Apparently he, uh, I found this out later, that when they brought him out, uh, like they escorted him out of the building and they told him to leave. And it was uh, like they turned around and went to go back in the store and he tried to come back in. And they had to again escort him out of the store. Uh, and then they just called the cops until the cops showed up to take him away. So, uh, yeah, I almost got the crap beat out of me for telling someone that they can't return a phone that they threw out of their car window going down the street. But it's Walmart. They take back anything. Yeah, they'll just take back anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, won't they take back, like, diapers with shit in them? So. Uh, I, have, I have actually, when I was a department manager of the toy department, which you think would be a cool <laughs> job, but it sucked, uh, I would uh, put up uh, Hot Wheels back on the shelf. I would put them back up, and they would have the sticker that said, Only at Target. <laughs> And I would go to the service desk and I'd be like, what is this shit? Like, you can't do that. And they would be like, if it rings up in the system, we take it back. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there were always like the shitty Reddit threads that be like, yeah, I worked customer service at Walmart. And people would return like two liters that were two thirds the way empty and birthday cakes that were like half eaten. Yep. Because, quote, it didn't taste right or something like that. And it's clearly they, they just came from their kid's birthday party and are trying to get their money back. Yeah, and Walmart we have customers. to give it to them. They're the worst. Walmart customers are the worst. I will put them up against anybody. Oh, really? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. I may not. I may not have worked in a small town Walmart, <laughs> but for several years I did work in a liquor shop uh, oh. that was part of a a big chain of stores, uh, the old K Roger. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the Kenny Roger. Yeah. Um, the thing you find about customers at a liquor shop is, um, you get a lot of repeat customers, uh, <laughs> and, and not in a fun way, not in like, I'm at the grocery store and, you know, old man Smithers is back again today. Oh, isn't he cute? Like, oh, isn't he funny? Or, oh, aren't they sweet? You know, no, these, you get the, the, the repeat customers cause they're fucking alcoholics. The, the people who were at the door 
at 8.50 when the store opens at 9 asking why you're not open yet because they need their airplane-sized bottle of vodka before they go to work in the morning. Those kind of people. Um, so you can't refer to customers by their name because, you know, management shuns on that and whatnot. So the employees come up with very, uh, almost as creative as, as Koran's name, uh, very creative and original nicknames for people. Uh, and I'm just going to run through a few of my favorites real quick, and we'll see if you can guess why we call them this. We had one customer uh, for years uh, who we discovered only after a few months of him coming in that he was a police officer Wow! for the uh, Lexington-Fayette area. Uh, he came in every day. Uh, usually twice a day, sometimes three or four, and would get, um, what was it, a 20 ounce of Dr. Pepper and at least two airplane bottles of Jaeger. Oh, I was with him up until the uh, the Jaeger part. The Dr. Pepper yeah. I'm cool with. Um, and, and would just, you know, come in increasingly more intoxicated uh, to get more Dr. Pepper and Jaeger as the day went on. And uh, we would refer to him as, can you guess? Jaeger cop. Jaeger cop. Man, <laughs> fighting crime is hard. I don't know if you're yeah, talking uh, about so it. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it got to the point where literally we'd have to keep, like, a little post-it note on the, on the front of the register that faces the employees, not the customers. And we would just write Jaeger cop and just start making tally marks of how wow. many he bought that day and how often he'd been in, uh, which is a theme for the next two stories I have to tell, too. Um, the next customer... <laughs> um, uh, she, she was she was special. She um, another repeat customer, and by repeat I mean multiple times a day. She would come in and get the you know the little four packs of mini bottles of wine. It's like yeah. a bottle of wine broken up into four small bottles. All yeah. right, well she would come in and buy them at least two at a time, at least three times a day. The travel pack. Yeah, it yeah. got to the point where we had to make a standing rule because she would get so hammered when she came in to buy her third or fourth one. Uh, that she would, you know, stumble in looking like she had a Parkinson's at the counter. And uh, she would just throw money on the counter and go, is that enough? Is that enough? Can I go? Is that good? So we had to have a standing rule that if she couldn't count her cash out to you, she couldn't purchase anything. Gosh, it's yeah. sad that that rule has to be made. Yeah. I mean, it's a good Christ. rule. It's a good well, rule. Then, but, uh. what, what of the employees found her drinking spot one day? Um, so like around the corner from our store is another small kind of shopping center, not a shopping center, but like a business center. Uh, and there's a bench that used to be a bus stop. Well, he apparently he was taking one of the, like the back road into work that day and he saw her sitting out there. So on his way home, he drove back by again and he found just like a stash of, of cartons and empty plastic bottles where apparently she just would go to the store, go back to the bench, drink it all, walk back to the store, walk back to the bench, drink it all, walk back to the store. Uh, apparently just did that all day. Uh, and that was that's that's four pack lady. Jesus Christ. Four pack lady. Four pack lady. Man. And that you can't be a six pack lady. Be a four pack no, no, lady. No, four pack. The be cream of the crop. Lady. Oh no. The cream of the crop. Ooh, yeah. Sweet uh, I don't know what impression. happened to this customer. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the cream of the crop liquor store, yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done now. It's all right. I just had to get that out of my system. Uh, 
I don't know what happened to this customer. She just stopped showing up, uh, and none of us really gave a shit what she happened. She died, John. She yeah, died. this story is sad. I would not be surprised. They're fucking dead. Uh. Uh, so she first started coming in with her boyfriend, um, who would cruise up on his moped uh, and, <laughs> and park it on the sidewalk because, quote, it got better gas mileage than his car did. To which we were all like, yeah, sure, dude. And the reason you drove your lawnmower up last week had nothing to do with you having your license suspended. No, absolutely yeah. not. Nah, so he would come up on his moped, and she started coming in with him. Uh, uh, they'd come in and, and buy a bunch of stuff and, you know, put it in the, the storage under the seat to then off on his moped again. That's exactly what a moped sounds like. Yeah. Then she just started coming in on her own. And, and, she would always buy the cheapest shit she could find, and she never had enough money for it. She was always digging around, and we have a little cup. It's like a take a penny, leave a penny kind of cup. Um, she would just come in and like dump that out and start going through it and counting to see what she could buy from that cup. Um, it got to the point where she started trying to uh, – she would hit up customers in line behind her, uh, which we had to put a stop to. And, and then – one glorious day, she started trying to barter for liquor with other stuff. Yes. Oh, no. Now, it's not sex, Julian. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. I'm less Sorry. interested you, now. Trust me, you, you wouldn't have wanted it. Uh, no, she just started putting <laughs> pills on the table. <laughs> Are you and fucking asking, serious? Nah, how much vodka can I get for this Percocet? Or whatever she had on her that day. She would just start laying out pills. Just like, I've got counter. this got this magic disc it's round and shiny and makes music and she would she, she started coming in when she was clearly on her own supply uh to the point that like she would just get lost like she would just start staring off at the counter and you would have kind of like snap your fingers in front of her face to get her to come back down and be like hey hey you want to finish buying and get the fuck out now uh so that's uh that was pill lady oh jesus christ here's All my right. finest sack of grain how what can I get for this this giant bag of corn and those two oxen outside? I'll gladly pay you for booze tomorrow. <laughs> She's wimpy. She's <laughs> wimpy. I get it. I understood that reference. All right, Flanagan. So um not Flanagan, Peacock. Well Flan this ties yeah. into both of you actually. So you dealt with someone who had access to pills. Flanagan and I have both been people that had to sell those people their pills before. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Because we've, bo- we've both been uh, pharmacy techs. Yeah. Is that close uh, to the medical field? Yeah, it's really close to the medical field. I'd say <laughs> it's, it's medical field adjacent, I would oh, say. Yeah, fair enough. Just checking, <laughs> just checking to see what qualifies as the medical field. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Did I pop you on that one? You popped me on that one. Yay. So I used to work and... Uh, Julian and Peacock will know this area of town when I say it. I used to work at the um, Walgreens at the corner of Alexandria Drive and Versailles Road. Are you classy, taking note, Matt? Classy part of downtown Lexington right there. You may want to point <laughs> hey, that hey. out for Matt in case. Are, are, you, are, you, are you taking note, Matt? Used to. <laughs> used to. I left, okay. that job, I left that job six years ago. I wonder if you could find out if, uh, hey, you know that guy who used to work here? Uh, he's on this podcast. His name is Koran. I don't the know what his real cl- name is. The store is closed now, by the way. Okay, too. okay, good. That, then that's a little bit safer. Uh, so <laughs> Matt's coming to get you, like the bull. You man. know, di- different. Uh, <laughs> coming to get you. 
Oh my god. We just got to derailed a little bit. I'm sorry. I take I take blame for that one. Yeah, this wasn't me going down the rabbit hole this no, time. This was all this you, was pal. Me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Matt, our jail mail contributor. Our jail Get mail. Get your ears for... open. Turn your headphones so, up, Matt. So so again, um, I used to work at Walgreens, and I don't know how your store was planning about selling syringes, but our pharmacy manager at the point or at that point was just. I'd rather have them have clean needles. So if they want to come in and buy syringes, just sell them. Yeah. So this guy comes in clearly off his fucking head on something says he wants blah, 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 syringe, blah, 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 30 gauge. Um, and we're like, okay, so we write it out in the book, have him sign whatever he leaves about 20, not 20, but probably about like two minutes, three minutes later, he comes back in and is furious. This pharmacy wasn't very busy. It was towards the end of the day. So there's no line or anything. He comes back in. The bag is open. He's holding all the syringes in his hand and reaches back. And then all of a sudden my pharmacist just shoves me out of the way. And this guy throws this handful of syringes like at us. Good God. That's not safe. Um, he starts screaming at my at the manager and like saying all this stuff about like we gave him the wrong gauge, blah 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 blah. Uh, my manager, I'm not going to use his name on the air, literally just stands up and just says, "Get the hell out now!" And the guy's like, "You can't talk to me like that. I want to speak to your manager." Blah blah blah. He's like, "I'm calling the cops on you. You just <laughs> assaulted me." Uh, so this guy like all of a sudden I think it clicks in his head because also much like everything else uh with pain pills and all that kind of crap flanagan how many uh customers did you have come into your pharmacy buying syringes for their grandmother's insulin oh all the time or their uh their dog yeah their dog or their or grandmother their, yeah That's, yeah and it's like every, really you're buying like the we, we had the smaller syringes you're not buying those for your dog you're buying yeah. the, the full adult sized ones yeah with the pretty heavy gauge okay i believe um, that and all of a sudden i think this guy has realized in his head that in the two minutes it's been, he hasn't had enough time to get his grandmother her insulin, and we've put two and two together that he was trying to shoot up in our parking lot. So he takes off, thinks that we've already somehow called the store manager who was just walking back towards the office, which was next yeah. to the pharmacy, and shoves him into an entire thing of, like, potato chips on, like, an end cap. <laughs> So those all go flying, and this guy just, like, hightails it out of the fucking uh, store. But instead of taking the closest exit, he goes around the pharmacy drive through and out the back exit, passing three security cameras. Wow. At least he pushed him into something soft like potato chips and not yeah. like, thank goodness we just put up that dumbbell display. <laughs> Let's push the manager into it. Uh-huh. The brand new display of scissors. <laughs> or, you know, we opened them all. The, the supply of syringes. Oh, wait, those were too busy being thrown at me. Yeah. Did they, uh, did you feel like Thor and Ragnarok when Hela was throwing all the knives and shit at the Valkyrie? <laughs> did you just like <laughs> matrix out of the way? Uh, no, no, no. Cause you have to remember the part of the story where I say my pharmacist shoved me out of the way. Mm. So like, you know, Thankfully, his first concern was, I can't let my employees get hurt. And he just shoved me out of what was the line of fire. Did it uh, look cool, though? Did it look really cool? <laughs> oh, God, no. My fat ass tumbling backwards? <laughs> no, it didn't look cool. Oh, that's awesome. Did uh, did you guys, um, did you have to write down names of people that bought syringes? 
Oh yeah, we had that the the stupid little like log. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, did did your store do uh, what my the pharmacy where I worked do and uh, basically commit a HIPAA violation every single time someone bought syringes because they didn't cover everybody else's name when they had someone fill out the log. Oh yeah, absolutely not. They just they just <laughs> fill spun it over and just said, okay, just fill out your name and stuff. And we had like a cardboard thing to uh, to cover up the names and the because uh, it had like name, you know, address, phone number, and then like reason for buying. So yep. you had to like write something, and like they they wouldn't, no one would ever, all the new people would never use the cardboard thing, so they just spin it around. And it's like, dude, you're committing a HIPAA violation every friggin' time you do that. You can't do that. You can't do that, Mr. Drysdale. Don't do that. That's Beverly Hillbilly's well, reference. Right? And, and I'm and I'm. Sh- and I'm sure you had the same thing that happened. You you would have the people that would like have their cash in their hand and like T Rex arm you. Yeah. And then when you would ask for their license, then it would hit them and be like, Oh shit, now they're gonna see my track marks. Yep. So they would try and like bend in like the most awkward way possible to not have to fully extend their arms. Here you go. Sir, how do you uh how do you uh make your bed every day? With those tiny T-Rex arms. You can't lean over the bed with those tiny arms. Well, it, well it's a dirty mattress with no sheets, so you <laughs> don't have to worry about are, it. It's pretty easy a, when your sheets are just old newspapers. It's not <laughs> an air mattress on the ground. Deflated. Deflated oh, air mattress on the ground. I lost the pump. Yeah, you, know, you fall asleep with needles next to you. Yeah, air mattress doesn't hold up very well. Oh, oh yeah, man. If you can shoot up and sleep on a park bench, you can sleep anywhere. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. Uh, All right, Julian, what you uh, what you got? Man, mine, I, don't, I have nothing that awesome. Like, <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm not the most uh, friendly person. <laughs> so they didn't want to put me in a position where I actually had to talk to customers, so they put me back in the warehouse of this big box retail store, uh, electronic store. And basically my job could, was to— Could you get good buys there? Not the best, though. They not were the best okay. buys? <laughs> they were like medium, <laughs> medium-level buys. Um, God, you guys are so clever. So I, I worked in the warehouse and it was me and just a, one dude was a legit drug dealer. He was, he was harmless though. And then it was like a, a dude, my buddy that was in the army. And then this dude that thought he was like an amateur bodybuilder. So it was just a bunch of fucking assholes working in the warehouse. Basically every Saturday we wouldn't have a lot of stuff to do because we get a truck out on Friday night. So Saturday morning was like a cake shift. And basically all we'd have to do is we'd carry shit out to customers' cars. You know, we'd load it in their van, whatever. <clears throat> and there's no big deal. But one day this asshole came in. And he bought a pair of uh, speakers. They were floor speakers. They were the floor model. They were the last we had, you know, whatever, open box, cool, take them. So we're wrapping them up for this guy. And this fucking asshole, it's like 12 degrees outside. It's snowing. I'm only wearing my polo just because I literally have to walk it 38 feet out the front door where the guy pulled up. And he, like, throws a hissy fit because he didn't see us wrap them. We're like, why? Why do you care? We just, we literally wrapped them. You could see it's bubble wrap wrapped around something. This is yours. And he's like, you could have gone back there and swapped those speakers for some cheap ass Chinese piece of shit. Like, I don't want this. And he's like, I'm going to cut these open. Then you're going to rewrap them. And I literally just, I, I took one of them. I looked at the uh, the drug dealer guy. I'm like, okay. And I just pushed him over on the floor and just walked out. I'm like, fuck this, guy. <laughs> fuck this place. Like, I didn't do shit again. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to sit here and be your bitch just because I'm wearing a blue shirt. Like, kiss my ass. Needless to say, I got talked to by the manager for potentially destroying this guy's product, but I couldn't care less. Yeah. So, yeah, see, my shit was tame. Oh, one time, one other time. <laughs> the thing that came to mind about me hating this job was they, for some reason, if you worked in the warehouse, you were also in charge of the bathroom, which we had a cleaning crew that came every Saturday. 
and would actually clean the bathrooms, but we were in charge of going in there and, you know, you know, sweeping up, taking out the trash. No big deal. Whatever. Fuck it. It was a, it was a fucking minimum wage job and I needed it in between deployments. It was just literally to get a discount. So I go in there and like, Hey, you need to go uh, check the bathroom. There's been an accident. I was like, what the fuck do you mean an accident? I'm like, is the, is something leaking? Like, do I need to get tools? And they're like, just go in there and look at it. I go in there and somebody, some fucking cretin, some troglodyte had come down from the mountains, <laughs> drove down to Best Buy. Like, evidently, this guy had had nothing but like chicken wings and bacon grease for a week and saved, didn't shit for like three days and decides to come into Best Buy and not shit in the toilet, but shit on the toilet, like on the seat, on the tank like or i didn't really have a tank but on the piping behind it on the floor like just anywhere this guy could shit he did without it going actually in the water and i, I came back out there i looked at the general manager uh, this dude named i don't remember what his fuck dj or something i was like what the fuck do you want me to do with that he's like i don't know he's like i'm not fucking you don't pay me enough to fucking clean that <laughs> shit he's like i don't know fix it i'm like hell fuck so I, I literally took a piece of duct tape and like locked the door shut and <laughs> scribbled on a piece of paper out of order. And I just fucking left. <laughs> I clocked out for lunch. I went home and, uh, yeah, I've, I've never cleaned another public restroom. So, so mine wasn't so much really with customers is more. <clears throat> yeah, it was with customers, but it wasn't directly with customers. I just <laughs> fucking idiots think they can just shit all over the place. And then my dumbass is going to go clean it up. I Not don't know that. why, but you saying troglodyte is one of the funniest things I've heard in a long, long time. Good word usage. I'm proud of you. <laughs> that was I watched, top notch. I watched Bone Tomahawk again the other day, and it. <laughs> and then literally, I watched. There was something else I was reading on like Nerdist or Reddit today, and it said troglodyte. I'm like, God damn, it's everywhere. But yeah, there you go. Those are my two that stick out in my mind. I left a, an important side note off of the Jaeger cop story. I forgot about. Oh no. Um, okay, so well, we, we talked about like you know these, these these customers all eventually stopped coming to the store for various reasons, like four pack lady moved away, uh, pill lady question mark um, <laughs> dead. You can just say dead. Dead, absolutely dead. <laughs> Whereabouts unknown. <laughs> dead. So Jaeger cop. Um, do you guys remember a few years ago, maybe five years ago, um, a jogger in a park here in town got hit by a cop car? No. <laughs> no. I don't know the full facts, but I know uh, he was uh, a person of interest in that story. So, Because his, his, his picture and name was in the newspaper in connection with that story. So. Wow. That's almost as bad as uh, a <laughs> that liquor store over on uh, New Circle Road. Like they used to sell Pappy on the shelf, and like this dudes would just go in there and try and get it. And like evidently, this dude tried to rob him one day, and the cop that caught him was out in his squad car in front of the liquor store, like drinking. So he was like hammered <laughs> when he arrested this guy, and then had to give a statement to other cops while being under the influence. Nice. Ugh. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. I mean, if you're going to be a cop and you're going to be an alcoholic, don't do it in the parking lot. Like, go go to a go to a cemetery. God damn it. If you get something, you're not going to kill it. And don't <laughs> fucking drink in your squad car, you thick fucks. Well, that's presumably what the Dr. Pepper bottle was for. Yeah, that's, that's fair, to, to mask fair. it. Yeah, that's to mask that. Uh, yeah, and why do you pick Jaeger? Like, 
if you want to pick vodka, okay, sometimes you can smell it, sometimes you can't. But Jaeger, that's like the most distinct alcohol smell on the planet. Like, what do you paint gonna, what off do you your nine-year-olds know what Jaeger smells like? What, what are you going to tell me? Yeah, I had a cold and took a shit ton of Robitussin. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> All right, Flanagan, you got anything else? Because I got one more. Um, no, the the getting punched was was, and then just just the or almost punched, not really punched. Um, uh, it's not really like a lot a lot of my like my the worst stories I have are from other coworkers, not from customers, and I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to keep this one customers. Um, yeah, that's a that's a different topic. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to mush those two together because uh, yeah, the the crappy coworkers is a gold mine. Um, but just, yeah, just people just being so stupid and, you know, which one of these tablets has more Google in it or <laughs> like dumb, like dumb. Oh, I mean, yeah. still cracks my shit up. That's, that's just, that's, that's so stupid. And then uh, like part of it was my own fault because like, I don't understand a lot of the Southern what you, I, I guess colloquialisms, colloquialisms. There you go. You know, that word. Credit. Yeah, like, like, because, like, when, like, there was a point where I was like, when I had hope that I wasn't going to be there for the rest of my life, and like, so I was kind of being a smart ass. I know, right? Me being a smart ass, who would think? Uh, what? But like, when no. you, people would go, would, would like point to a DVD player and they'd be like, "Is this DVD player any count?" And I'd be like, uh, well, it depends on what the hell count means. Yeah. Means, is it any good? And I'm like, oh, you could have just said, is it any good? Because now we're here. Did, did, <laughs> like, we've, we've did anyone this. ask you to, to, anyone ever ask you to pack it out for them? No, thank goodness, no. Okay. Um, hallelujah, <laughs> yeah. no. Just, yeah, just go ahead and stuff it in the trunk. Just go ahead and pack that fudge right out for me. <laughs> Sir, no. this is a 65-inch TV, yeah. and you're in a Camry? That's just not gonna happen. Uh, you can take it out of the box. Oh no, the, the those motherfuckers from Eastern, like where I'm from in Eastern, can Oh, you gotta have the box if I'm gonna return it. Yeah. <laughs> I need them kids need a play fort. Goddamn it, they're getting the box. That was that was always the you can tilt it on the side. If it won't fit, you can take it out of the box if that'll help. That's not gonna help because you're driving a friggin' Geo. Well, all these assholes used to freak out. Like, remember when plasmas first came out and, like, if you let them sit at an angle, yep. like, you'd have to straighten them up and you had to let them sit for, like, two hours. And the guys, <laughs> those guys were like, God damn it, boy, it's a two-hour drive. I'm not going to wait four hours till I can watch NASCAR. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want me to do, dickhead? Uh, Go get Bubba's truck and come back. <laughs> I will tell you, if you want the best coworker stories ever, work with producer to the stars, Matt Hubbs. <laughs> uh, who I saw, who I saw on no, no fewer than uh, multiple. I, I saw him on multiple occasions electrocute himself uh, by trying to take apart a, a, an apparatus with a fork. Uh, yes. No joke. Uh, I saw him. Uh, I saw him drop a television box on his testicles. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of these either. Um, too late now. No, 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 no. I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, gosh, I feel like... I, what's the statute of limitations on... Um, I think the phrase is completing on a Jesus symbol. Like the Jesus <laughs> fish. 
What's the statute of limitations on that? I don't know if I can tell that story. What? Sex crimes, it's a it's a long time. Okay, okay. then I won't talk about it. <laughs> I think it's like ten years or something on sex crimes. Or Not like uh, or like uh, 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 you know you know when you do the thing where like uh, okay when there's when there's a layaway and there's a big box and they put it in the back uh, when you uh, get your ass print your ass indentation on that box and then the person comes and picks it up and it's a kid's toy and you you hand them the box that has your ass imprint on it um yeah so sorry uh, I haven't found myself in that situation sorry <laughs> uh yeah but uh, there's a story about um uh completion with a Jesus fish that I'm, I'm I'm apparently not allowed. I need to Google. I think I've heard that story. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 good, but it's so bad. Um, we'll save that for the pre-show. Yeah, that one's a pre-show story. So uh, for only as little as one dollar an episode, you could hear the story of uh, somebody related to the show completing Jesus fish tattoo. Never mind. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, coworkers sometimes are the best. Uh, but we're not talking about coworkers. So uh, as far as empl- uh, customers go, uh, that's all I got. The customer is always an asshole. Yeah, that is so true. The people who, uh, the sh- the, when they show up, you have like the generic bad customers like that show up 10 minutes before closing and they expect like a ton of stuff. Yeah, like, the, the ones of my job now where we do the, the online store pickup stuff, um, if you're the, the last pickup time is between eight and nine. If you're not there by eight thirty, we call you. If you're not there again by eight forty five, we call you. If you're not there at eight fifty nine, we're out the door and gone. So if you pull up at nine oh five and catch me while I'm walking to my car in the parking lot, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> yep. But the customer's always right. The customer's always an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My favorite, my favorite quote from Clerks. This job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. I do have one more quick story. I'll make it real quick. Okay. So, I've got uh, one more quick one after you. I worked, uh, worked electronics, and this lady came in to buy. She needed to buy five laptops. They all needed to be the same. She didn't care if they were like the cheapest or like she didn't want the most expensive because it's Walmart. So um, she wanted, you know, towards the whatever we had five of. So we had five of. It just so happened to be the cheapest one. 300 bucks a piece. She's like, I'll take five of them. It's for some school thing. It's like some project thing that she's working on. Goes to, uh, you know, uh, ring them up and we scan them all. And with the laptop, you got to scan the barcode, scan the serial number. So scan them all, totals it out. She slides her card, card declined. Dude, again, I got the money. Hit it, slide the card, declined. She goes, well, now what the hell am I supposed to do? I'm like, well, you can, you know, sometimes banks have transaction limits where you may want to call them and just let them know, hey, I'm here at the store. Here's this transaction that's trying to go through. It is me. It's a legitimate transaction. Go ahead and approve it, and then they'll approve. Well, I don't got time for that. Okay, well, uh, I don't really know what else to do. Uh, what If I go to the bank, will they get that cash? I can just get the cash out, right? Feel like that's going to take longer, but yes, if you go to the bank, you can withdraw the cash, come back and pay with the cash. It's like you know, sixteen hundred dollars after tax. Yeah. Let me explain and, how banking works to you yeah. real quick. And she goes, she gives me this look, and it's me and and, and a buddy of mine. Or we're standing there, and she's like, "Well, you think they're just going to give me that money?" 
And I was like, well, it's your money in your account, so yeah. And she goes, well, if they don't, she goes, I'll just shit on the floor. <laughs> well, first of all, that's an escalation. I don't know how we got there. Uh, and she's like, done been done. I'll shit on the floor. They better give me my money. I was like, well, the way, yeah, the, the way banks work is that you give them money, and they hold it for you, and then when you want to take it back, you know, you, you ask them for it, and then they give you that money back because technically it's still your money, and I don't think your $1,600 is going to put that bank out of business. No offense. I don't mean any offense by that, but, you know, you probably shouldn't escalate immediately to shitting on the floor. Just maybe, <laughs> maybe pro tip for you. You probably shouldn't do that. Just my suggestion. Maybe right, maybe not, wrong. Not as your immediate go-to. <laughs> yeah, like that's not, that, that shouldn't be like plan A. I'm just going to poop on the floor. <laughs> well, by the time you probably drop your pants, the security's probably going to have you out of there. Uh, no, she's prepared, man. She's done this before. She's wearing sweatpants. <laughs> just <laughs> cut the drawstring <laughs> out. She's prairie dogging as she walks in. <laughs> Got a turtle head poking out. Give me my money. <laughs> what the fuck? So that now, didn't, see, didn't on feel the like other side of that threat. story. The other side of the story is someone who's like, "Yes, I'm a bank teller." There's this lady who comes in and she repeatedly shits on her floor. This lady came in and said, "I need sixteen hundred dollars," and we were like, "Okay, what's your account number?" And she just went and didn't break eye contact. And just shit on the floor right in front of me. The important thing is not to break eye contact. Like when you watch a dog shit on your lawn. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta assert dominance. Yeah. <laughs> you just stare at him, like, look at what I'm doing to your lawn. She's like, look what I'm doing to your bank lobby. Give me my money, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, as soon as you said somebody said something about shit, and that was what made me think of it. Is that the lady? Ma'am. We just need your account number. <laughs> yeah. You can also give us the last four of your social. <laughs> Ma'am, it's not necessary. I can see the veins in your neck. <laughs> give me one second. <laughs> Ma'am, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Man, we're a classy program. I know, right? We're the classiest program. There is on, on the podcast airwaves. <laughs> That's why uh, I had this. I have a specific bumper made for this. Hold on. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I have this one made. They have the best radio show on the radio. Talk nerdy to me. That's us. We have the best radio show on the radio. Because we talk classy stuff like people shitting in bank floors. <laughs> so that's all I got. Um all that right. one's one of my most memorable. I still, I you'll hear me use the phrase "done been done" sometimes. That's where that comes from, and I'll oftentimes just when I think of it, like every six months or so, I'll just text the other guy and I'll just go, "Well, I'll shit on the floor," <laughs> and I'll just see what his response is, and it's always like the laughing that you're crying face. Like he always sends me like eight of those back. I almost forgot about that. I won't let you forget. Don't, <laughs> Don't worry about done. it. Done been done. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no smooth transition from that thing. No, there, there's so just gonna, you, you can't switch from it. shit yeah. on the floor to uh, 
You better so, change wait, wait, topics. Wait, hold on. I can do this. I can do this. Okay. All right. I'll shit on the floor. You better change topics. So I shit on the floor. Done, been done, right? Yeah. yeah done, been done, done. Well, sometimes oh, no. there are some projects oh, no. that um, should be done, but it's for oh, some no. reason haven't been done yet. <laughs> oh, that one hurt. Yeah. That, that felt like a stretch. I'm going to yeah. force it out so that lady oh, on the bank floor. <laughs> you better change topics right now. <laughs> Transition. Right now. Sort of nice topic. Julian's coughing up some lung butter. God damn. So, <laughs> we all have those things uh, where we've had a, you know, a moment where you know reading a comic or a book or playing a video game or whatever, and we thought, like, man, this should be a movie. And then you think about it somewhere, you're like, why isn't this a movie? So our next topic is going to be um, things that, for whatever reason, aren't a movie yet. This is called, Why Isn't Blank a Movie Yet? Can I go first? Because I want to steal this before you get to it. Okay. I, I, I think at least three of us, I don't know if Julian has or not, have read a little uh, comic book. Never written heard by, of it. Written <laughs> by Robert Kirkman. Book? Written by Robert Kirkman. Uh-huh. He also did Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a little book called Invincible. I was going to put that on my list, but it's in development now. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't read I just, it. So. I just really wanted to take it from you before you could get to it, because I knew you That's probably have fair. Five, so. Would you like to continue? Try again. I feel sure. like old video game machines. Would you I like can to do continue? this. I can Insert do this. two credits to continue. <laughs> Insert quarter to continue. Uh, I, I get the feeling in like six months I'm going to really be wishing I say or uh, that they'd done a good version of Slender Man. Um, <laughs> That's a whole different topic. <laughs> uh, I, I just saw that Snapchat. Sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. I just saw that uh, Snapchat. I laughed. I had to turn my microphone down for a second. <laughs> um, long rumored, well, you know, fan cast several times. They've talked about it, talked about it, and talked about it. Um, I, I really think, especially, well, I guess now that Tomb Raider didn't review so well that talk of this is probably put on the back burner but i still really think an uncharted movie could work really well yes i think the the nathan drake character and story leaves a lot to be told on big screen that could transition really well especially if you got a good actor in the role but yeah yeah. as long as it's not fucking mark Wahlberg like they were talking about hell no no, go watch um, go watch this episode of Psych called uh, it was a series it was a season premiere and it was uh, Sean Spencer and the I think it's like the the rusty dagger of something or other and uh, it's literally like him doing an Indiana Jones episode and it's so damn good that like you you're, you if you watch that you will want him to be Indiana Jones that's all I'll say. What's that actor's name? Would you James wanted... Roday. James Roday. Okay, I can think of the other guy because I knew the other one was Dulé Hill. But... Yeah. Do you think it would work better as like an untold story of Nathan Drake, or should it just like straight adapt like the first game? Why not? I mean, go go and tell a different story. Uh, the the movies aren't good, <clears throat> but I I still at least respected the fact that the the two straight to uh, shit. What's that streaming service we were making fun of last week? Crackle. 
Crackle, yeah. The two direct-to-crackle Dead Rising movies. Uh, they weren't good, but at least they didn't just rehash the games. Uh, so I would do a, do a new story. You, you've got a built-in fan base there with the Uncharted name. so Sweet. I'd watch I it. it. Yeah, huh? I, would, I would watch that uh, opening night. And for clarification... I remember we joked about it, and it was, everybody was always fan casting Nathan Fillion, but I think he's officially too old to do it now. Yeah, Captain High Pants is never too old. And <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to the chat real quick. And La- Legend of Zelda would not work as a movie. Any it would, but that's time for a different story. Uh... Well, excuse me, <laughs> princess. No, I'll run video games though. There's one that, and unfortunately, took kind of a hit recently. Um. But w- until the fourth game, it was one of the, the most beloved uh, and best-selling game franchises of all time uh, that has a super rich, uh, uh, deep, fleshed-out uh, universe where you could easily tell stories with new characters in that same timeline and that same universe. I'm talking about Mass Effect. Ooh, yeah. I loved Andromeda. A lot of people didn't. Um, but I feel like there's still enough... The, the first three games, which are the most popular, if you wanted to tell a, a story within that timeline, there's it, it's it's it rivals, you know, anything Tolkien or, or um, George Lucas came up with as far as like a universe with, you know, different races, different planets. Uh, you could easily go back and tell um, stories with new characters in that same universe uh, as a movie. And it would be amazing. Like it's it's, you know, you're all your your concept art and your previs has already been done for you. I like Sadly, it. Yeah, it took a bit of a hit with with Andromeda, which didn't go very well. But I still think it's got enough uh, goodwill with fans that a Mass Effect movie would be awesome. I agree with that. I think that would be really good. Yeah. I never got the uh, chance to play the first one. I started with the second one. Yeah, just skip the um, first one. Yeah, and I did like that interactive. I don't. Uh, did they call it an interactive comic or something where you could like yeah. go through the choices for the last one and then um, yeah, just uh, wait. The first one's better than the third one. Well, okay, the first one's story is fantastic. The gameplay is clunky as hell, and unfortunately, that they've never gone back to touch up the gameplay in one. Yeah, I mean, if you just get past the Mako parts, you're good. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting video game PTSD. Fucking uh, Mako. Yeah, don't no, no. Don't shit on the floor. Done been Whatever done. Do. Don't no, no. <laughs> bite down on this belt. Bite down on this belt. And this episode is now titled "Done Been Done." Yeah. Oh, you know that's right. <laughs> you know that's right. I feel like it'd be too easy for me to say Horizon Zero Dawn just because I fucking talk about that <laughs> shit all the time. Which it would be I'm gonna. It would be an awesome fucking movie. Um, but now mine, I know, I know I'm all things America, but I've barely gotten into like the <clears throat> anime adjacent kind of shit. Um, and the only couple I've really watched are uh, Attack on Titan, which is awesome as a TV show, and then the movies were just garbage. I know they already tried to make those, and they're kind of fucking weird because they had like Nazi costumes and like just weird romance into it that doesn't need to be there. But uh, I really would like to see a live action of uh, One Punch Man. I think the characters are zany enough, and it's there's enough clout with 
superhero movies and like uh what's it called um what am i, I just, my mind just went like uh infinity war and all that crap coming out like i really think that saitama and his goofy character could actually make for a really enjoyable movie as long as it's done like not like attack on titan to where it's just it's fucking weird like a, more of a a western version than you, a than a straight like japanese port i think you want me to blow your mind right now oh god damn it Uh-oh. what uh it, they don't have one in development or anything john boyega said he would love to produce and or act in an americanized or a westernized attack on titan film Oh, I'd watch that with my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> John Boyega is awesome. I, I heard he's like fantastic. Like he's the only one that didn't phone it in to Pacific Rim Uprising, but they said he tries really hard and he actually does well. And like Finn's one of the, he's one of the better characters that shouldn't be that good in Star Wars. Like Rose is terrible, but Finn's still pretty badass. So I would watch it. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got a. Uh, yeah, go I got. I got a. Um, a funny pick, and then I've got a a real pick, and then I got a low hanging fruit pick. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, funny. Funny pick. first. Yeah. All right. It's a board game. Ooh. Going way left field. Classic Ooh. board game about keeping. Oh wait. It's about keeping secrets from your parents and child abuse. Don't wake daddy the movie. <laughs> Where you try and sneak down to the kitchen for a snack, and if you wake dad up, he beats you and puts you back to bed. How is that not a great movie? For the studio who brought you Battleship. <laughs> and Twister. <laughs> That's the only other I can tell you game. Twister wasn't based on the game. But Wait, what? We keep having this discussion. Left hand cow. Sorry. There's there's 100% less Bill Paxton in the, in the yeah. Twister game than the That's movie. Why I hate the game. All right. I know. So here's... So whenever you whenever you say don't like daddy my, like my mind automatically goes to like your uncle touching you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why. I took a left turn and uh we ended up there. So I don't know. Maybe it was the rape fantasy about Koran that kind of Yeah. <laughs> it was our jail mail segment from earlier. Did, yeah. It kind of just I mean, What did that story me? awaken inside you, Julian? I don't know. It was like the incest thing for me and the midgets from Flanagan, man. I don't know. It was just once in a while you hit that yeah. tuning fork and something. True. Just he whispers in your ear, don't wake daddy. Done been done. <laughs> and then all I can do is shit pancakes for the rest of my life. God. Don't wear Jesus white pants. And never trust a fart. Uh, okay. So thanks. I just stay in the car and go to the ATM. Uh, so imagine. Okay. Here's, here's a real pick. I won't okay. give you my low-hanging fruit pick, but I think this is like my way out there pick because I didn't okay. want to. Uh, my my easy pick is a video game, but I didn't want to uh, uh, to pick a video game for everything. So it's another tabletop game. Uh, imagine a beer fest style movie for a world championship Russian roulette. <laughs> I am one hundred percent in. If you're familiar with the game World Championship Russian Roulette, uh, then you can understand why this is such a great idea. If you're not familiar with it, it's uh, the the instructions start out with congratulations, you've made it to the World Championships. The only problem is the World Championships is in Russian Roulette, and it's basically a uh, a bluffing and bidding and drawing game where you uh, 
try and bid the number of bullets you feel comfortable betting against other players. And there are um, uh, effect cards that impact everybody else's uh, draws. And you have a team of so many people. And when all of your team is, is dead, you're out. I think it would make a, if you, if you did it in the style of like a beer fest where like this team somehow makes it to the world championship of Russian roulette, like they accidentally get entered in and so they have to compete and they're like terrified and it's really funny. I think that would be a great movie and I would watch it. I mean, they already tried it with deer hunter. So (laughs) (laughs) the most dangerous game, if you can get walking back for it, I think you'd be okay. Oh, that would be awesome. He would be like the the uh, like the old grizzled retired coach, like the the commissioner. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to like go over the rules, but it takes fifty years. He'd be the Patches O'Houlihan or whatever his name was from Dodgeball. Yeah. Do you ever yes. hear him? Uh, Do you ever hear him uh, read the lyrics to uh, Lady Gaga's Poker Face? By the way. Oh yeah. It's the best thing ever. Yes. It's my favorite. Uh, All right. But yeah, so that that's my uh, that's my. Uh, actual like way out there pick and then when we go back around i've got a a low-hanging fruit pick uh since we're doing our way out there picks now i have one that's just incredibly off the wall it's another it's another video game um i don't even know if anyone else is even gonna have heard of this much less played it uh it had i think three games in the franchise two on wii one on playstation three uh no more heroes Oh yeah, yeah the fake lightsaber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just so over the top. You, pl- you the the main character's name for one is Travis Touchdown, and your your whole point is you want to be the best um, assassin in the world, and in your head you get it that you have to kill the ten best assassins in the world to get there, and you have to like uh, you have to get your notoriety up in between. Like, because it's a series of boss fights with basically just mini games in between to get your notoriety up to fight the next boss. But um, it's just so over the top absurd. Some of the battles are just like insanely stupid. It's a lot of fun. You're definitely not using a lightsaber. It's definitely not a lightsaber that you're killing people with. No, it's just a sword made of a beam of something yeah iridescent yes but i mean i i feel like if you did it very almost like a very hard r scott pilgrim style that it could work just to a t but i don't think it'll ever happen but a boy can dream so yeah so the topic's all about never give up hope yes <laughs> done been done <laughs> I swear to God, I'll shit on that floor. (laughs) So my my next pick is kind of a a given. Anybody that knows me, I don't know why. I mean, it's not really a given, but the fact that Rick and Morty hasn't been renewed for season four yet um, has been in the news a lot because evidently Dan Harmon was just like arguing with some guy on Twitter about it. But if they don't do a goddamn Rick and Morty movie, a la like the uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie that just completely blows the universe out of the water and has like, Metallica and Neil Peart and all kinds of random just shit in it. I will be very, 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 very upset. Because he even called it out on like season three. He's like, yeah, nine more seasons, Morty. Maybe a movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting that Szechuan sauce. Let's just cut out the middleman. It's three seasons in a movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair deal. It's raking the money. I mean, they're already yeah, making... <laughs> I already bought that crazy like Chinese hoodie that's got all the characters on it. I just bought four pair of underwear that had Rick and Morty on it. <laughs> Rick and Morty is basically my new day. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Mm. I've got one that isn't a movie yet, but I have a feeling if Ready Player One does half as well as people think it will, this will be a movie very shortly after. It's the other novel from Ernest Klein called Armada, uh, which is very Ready Player One-esque. The The basic premise is um, this kid finds out that one of his favorite video games is actually a training program for a f- armada of drones built to fight off an alien invasion. The last starfighter? Very similar. It's it's very those those two are major influences on it. Uh, I can't say a whole lot more without giving away a lot of the plot twists. Um but it is for sort of like video games what Ready Player One is to just all of geekdom. Um, you know, it, it's a little more focused in its references and it, its um, pop culture references because it's more focused on like video games and, and um, stuff like that. But uh, it's a great story. It, it's an awesome book. Um, it's one of those books where just like Ready Player One, when you start it, you just can't put it down because things just keep moving. Um, there's a really great sort of uh, it doesn't go where you think it's going to go all the time feel to it. Uh, really great book. Um, and again, I don't think it's been picked up yet, but if Ready Player One does any kind of business, someone's going to license Armada like that, uh, just so they can say from the author of Ready Player One. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an awesome book. Check it out. I need to finish it. I've tried to. I've started it twice. Okay. But I haven't finished it, so I need to finish it because I so bought it. So you could it. put it down. So I'm a liar. Okay. No, no, no. It's fine. Like. <laughs> Like I, I bought it the day it came out. Like I was, okay. it was a day one purchase, and I, I got, like, probably three quarters through it, and I just kind of like lost steam, because mm-hmm. it takes a turn that I wasn't really a huge fan it, of. Yeah, the the third act of the book is a bit different from the rest of the book. Yeah, so I still have it. I need to go back through it. I need to just put it on my my tablet, the one that has the most Google in it, and um, <laughs> and actually just read it. Um, and when uh, when I met Ernie Klein, I asked him about that, and uh, he, when he told me, and this is before, this was right when Ready Player One got picked up for a film, and he was working on the screenplay. Um, so I don't know what his timetable is, but he said he, he wasn't done with Armada yet, leading me to believe that, that there may be some follow up novels to it. So if the ending feels a little um, choppy, I don't think it's quite an ending yet. But I hope he anyway. calls them expansion packs. <laughs> physical downloadable content yeah yeah yes yeah uh but no it's it's an amazing premise uh the characters are really fun it's it's tailor-made for a movie um just isn't a movie yet that's okay that's what we're here for hollywood turns to us for ideas oh god we're all in trouble we've we've given them so many great ideas so far and we're not done yet Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'll, uh, next? <laughs> I'll finish up with uh, I'm not going to pick the uh, the easy answer of The Last of Us um, 
but I will instead go a little bit further back, and I will say, how come there is no Metal Gear Solid movie? That was on that list, too. Right? How come there is not one? I want it very badly. I've wanted it very badly for a while. Ever since uh, I played the first Metal Gear Solid for the original PlayStation, it was the first game that I actually um, reserved back in 1998. Shows how old I am. I told that to somebody <laughs> earlier. I, I told that to somebody earlier this week, and he goes, "That's when I was born." And I was like, "I hate you." He was like, <laughs> "I was like six months old when that game came out," and I was like, like "Get the, get the fuck off my office. lawn, kid!" Like, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really, not really, but, um, um, yeah, I, I, I love it. it. It's so cinematic. Um, the only, here's my only problem though. Kurt every, Russell can't be Snake Plissken. Well, every game. Neither can then, Michael Bean. <laughs> yeah, he cannot. Um, every game since then, I have been m- disappointed with more and more as we get further away from the original Metal Gear Solid. So I would be very weary of an original Metal Gear story for a movie. I feel like the stipulation with Metal Gear as a movie is, number one, you have to directly adapt Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. And number two, you have to keep Hideo Kojima the fuck away from it. Yes. Yeah. Like, he can have his name on the poster, but that's it. No input. I don't want to hear... A single mention of the Lale Lule Lo or yeah. whatever random shit he was smoking that came up with this week. Like, no. Like, you're right. Yeah, every game has gotten progressively weirder and mm-hmm. dumber. Snake Eater. Step Let's for that climb song. a ladder yeah. for 28 yeah. minutes. It's like, am I supposed to stop and get that? No, like, because when I stop, the music stops. What the hell? Yeah, you thought. Like, I honestly thought when I would climb, like, it would just take over and it would become a cutscene. And he would just nope. keep climbing. Nope, you got to sit there and fucking hold it. So or I think just I just put fact. a rubber band around the controller. <laughs> Can like, I also ask to eat. what the point of the uh, the solar gun was if when you shoot vamp with it, it doesn't do any extra damage? <laughs> like, that's always bothered me. Or the... I thought that was the whole point of the solar gun. And like when you hold it up and you recharge, it goes, Sunlight! Then you recharge it, and then you aim it at Vamp, and you shoot, and like he's heavily implied to be a vampire. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything. It does like normal standard damage, and it's like that should be like the because I thought that was the like the trick of killing Vamp was hit him with the sun the the sunlight the the sunlight gun the sun gun. Yeah, yeah. Shit was called other other shit in the list of I don't want to see in the movie Raiden. Yeah, Vamp. Yeah, no, just, just Jesus Christ. Do We're... the story from the uh, Metal Gear Solid, set it in the 80s. Get all that cool nostalgia, like an 80s spy movie with crazy giant robots. Good work. I'm in. But don't Come make it me. where he just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to have the cardboard box in there, but don't just go around with like the, like the sleeping dark gun and have him not kill a single person in the entire movie. Just... Oh, no, no. Oh, no, just to hit, hit that fan. achievement, which that was God, I fucking I tried that and I just got aggravated, started snapping people's necks after a while. Yep. <laughs> Pacifism is stupid. <laughs> if you don't believe it, ask our new friend Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's in for theft. He's not in for any kind of violent crime. Uh, I looked. I checked it. Did you guys look it up? I, I almost put that number in the uh, the Facebook chat. 
<laughs> which would have been real bad but uh, like I, I i typed it in and then i was about to hit enter and i was like oh wait that's not the right chat gotta switch that over uh so I, i've got one more it's yeah. a sorry it's a yeah, uh, we're only live don't worry about it that's <laughs> fine that's fine um it's actually a book it's a sci-fi novel by a sports columnist uh, the book is called The Postmortal, and it's all about basically the government has come up with a way to um, immortalize people. Basically, you get a shot and you stay at that age. They found a way to preserve your organs, preserve everything in you, and you just stay that age the entire time. And it follows the main character, I think, over the course of like 80 years until, you know, the big issues are coming up of like the world's overpopulated. There's not enough food. There's not enough resources. And there are like legitimate gangs uprising against this that believe we're on this earth for a certain amount of time. We don't have the right to kill this planet by just being humans and living forever because we decide that's the right way to do like, that's the way to do this. And at one point the, uh, the main character becomes, I'm trying to remember what they refer to it as. But basically, if you don't like. He's basically a hitman for people that haven't like paid for their um, installments and. That haven't paid for their like installments for the surgery or not the surgery, but like the injections and that kind of stuff. And, you know, it follows him over the course of like 10 years while he's just going and killing all these people. Until he realizes one day that that's just not the person he wants to be. And I can't really give like that's the most detail I can really go into without giving away pretty much the entire plot. But I just found myself like utterly drawn into this book. Um, Julian, you're the sports guy. Do you know who Drew McGarry is? Give me one second. I've heard the name before. Yeah. Yeah. He writes for. Fuck. Fuck. Never heard of that place before. Some kind of sports show, you say? Yeah, it's it's got to be. Ah, uh, da da da. Fuck. Yeah, shit. Ah, uh, da, da da da. Fuck. I've never heard of that one on the Sportsing Network. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Never fuck, heard of that. Fuck shit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that show. He's Australian. Got... He's probably some soccer fuck. Is that one guy? No, no, he's actually, in it? He's actually a huge NFL fan. Uh, or not NFL, NBA fan, but. They're practically the same thing. Yeah, practically. <laughs> I mean, just about. I mean, that really sounds like Blade Runner and uh, Altered Carbon and... Repo Man. Repo Man, yeah. That sounds like three or four different movies I'll put together. But I dig it. Hey, the book's fantastic. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah the, the book's actually, like, stupidly enthralling, so... All right. Who has yeah. something else? I'm I'm finished. I feel like God of War is just too easy of a pick, and I don't think the movie would ever do it justice. Yeah, I'd have to go Agreed. like MC17. All right then. All them boobies. All that violence. Not Dick Cheney's some... America. <laughs> Some great suggestions, everybody. Great movies. I think we're all excited to see that Metal Gear Solid movie. 
Yes, I'm ready. To, I've already bought my ticket for Don't Wake Daddy the movie. <laughs> no, who's playing Daddy? Uh, John Stamos. Oh, I wish. No, it's got to be like uh, <laughs> the Rock or uh, the dude from uh, uh, oh, God damn it, Avatar that played like the security captain or whatever. He was the blind dude Stephen in that one Lang. movie. Yeah, there you go. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Cowboy Curtis. Yeah, he plays Daddy. <laughs> I thought I told you don't wake Daddy. So then what's he does he get out the belt? Oh, well you have to watch the movie to find out. But it gets <laughs> real bad. Trust me, by the end of the movie you're like, I'm never gonna wake Daddy. <laughs> It'll be the last thing you do. I'm really uncomfortable with how many times you're just saying the word daddy right now. Like we that? make a, a fake trailer for that movie as a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from the, from the people who brought you Ouija. And <laughs> Battleship. And Battleship. And Truth comes or Dare. <laughs> comes a movie so terrifying. <laughs> so horrifying. You'll have to keep repeating to yourself. It's only a movie. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is daddy. In <laughs> Don't wake daddy. I, I just want a sound clip <laughs> of you saying Lawrence Fishburne is daddy. <laughs> well, you have one now. <laughs> oh, Man. God. It's Julian surprising that we don't have... <laughs> I was gonna say it's surprising we don't have more fans, you know, that are like priests, uh, school teachers. It's just, it's just uh, prisoners, inmates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) So as we pitch all these fantastic ideas for movies, um, (laughs) that also got both (laughs) me and Cobron both thinking about it this week about um, (laughs) movies based (laughs) just general premise or uh, titles that. Just sound like utter dog shit, but actually turned out to be pretty good. And the reason, this, this, the thing that got me started, me thinking about this, not I completely ignored his text when he pitched it, and I just stole it right out from under him, uh, was there's this movie coming out called Tag. And the basic premise is, is these five friends, I think in reality it was like ten friends, but every year for one month out of the year, they play a hardcore, no-holds-barred game of Tag, where anything goes. These guys are like, invading weddings and dates and funerals and job interviews and everything else to literally play tag. It's that simple. So there's a movie based around that and it's got a really good cast. It's got Jeremy Renner. It's got, uh, Oh shit. Um, John Hamm. Um, it's got Ed Helms. It's got Hannibal Burris. It's got Isla Fisher. It actually looks like it's going to be really good. So basically the premise is friends play tag as adults, which sounds stupid as fuck. So I was just wanting to talk about other other movies, other TV shows, whatever, that had just ridiculous premises that actually turned out to be worth our time. First of I've all, got, I love this topic. I've got one big one. Um, I've got a few others, but this like this is, this is the main one. Okay. It was something that is, as soon as they announced it, I was in the camp of just why just why just leave that alone just leave that franchise alone let it die no one cares anymore just let it be that that you know nice cool old school movie that the nerds talk about and leave it alone and then i watched what became the first of a trilogy and 
to steal uh, Koran's trademark phrase, it was better than it had any right to be. Uh, I'm talking about the recent Planet of the Apes reboot trilogy. Uh, Planet of the Apes was huge in the 60s and 70s. And it was one of those, you know, it, it kind of finally died out after like five movies and a TV show. And then they tried to do it again with that god-awful uh, Tim Burton movie, and that failed horribly. So when they announced, Ugh. hey, we're going to reboot Fun of the Apes again, I was like, just leave it alone. Like, just just stop. Just, just it's, The premise doesn't quite work anymore. Just leave it alone, guys. And then I watched, uh, was it Rise of Fun of the Apes is the first one, I think? They're titled weird. Um, and, you know, the first few minutes, you know, 15 minutes, I was making jokes about, oh, it's the man in the yellow hat and the Curious George. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. And then the movie actually, like, starts. And, and by the end of that first movie, I was just like, God damn, that was good. Um, and I was really happy to see him get a sequel, which was even better. Um, I wasn't crazy about War to the Planet of the Apes. But still, um, when they first announced it, I was like, that is just the dumbest we are completely tapped out for ideas we're gonna reboot a franchise that died out and we tried to bring it back once before and killed it again uh and then i ended up eating crow on it because those movies are fantastic yeah Agreed. i still need to see the, i still need to see war but dawn is really really good i really enjoyed it yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh i'll go uh yeah. by the title alone uh, you think it's going to be another one of these stupid comedies that it actually ended up being really, really funny and really, really good. Um, four words, hot tub time machine. Fun. Yes. Yes. God what, damn it. Like read it on paper or just like look at the cover and read the title at your local blockbuster. May they rest in peace. Uh, four ish people travel back in time in a hot tub pass dumb it's gonna be stupid and then you watch it and you're like wow that was actually like really really funny first one i'm not counting the second one. Oh, the second one's a god-awful abortion it was a cash grab but the the first one is so good like i bought it just on premise i'm like ah, i got like money to burn i'm gonna go buy it because i heard it came out because i love john cusack so i went and bought it had no idea had never even seen the trailer just was like oh that's a hot tub machine i've heard about i literally throw it in it has become a tradition every year on Christmas Eve. You know, I have friends over, we fucking grilled steak and eggs. We get hammered playing beer pong and we watch hot tub time machine. We don't watch Christmas <laughs> movies. We watch hot tub time machine because it is that fucking good. It's it really yeah, is so awesome. Yeah. So that's my pick is like, I first heard about it. I was like, that sounds like one of the dumbest things pretty much ever. It sounds like there's like no plot or a really crappy plot. And then I watched it, and I was like, you know what? I will take that back. Because that's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> it was just lightning in a bottle. There was no there was no reason it should have been that good. It was just the perfect storm, the perfect cast of characters mixed together, even with a little Chevy Chase thrown in. It was just, it's fantastic. I would put Chevy's it up, all you need. <laughs> I would put it up against almost any other comedy. Like, I, I would rather watch it than... Caddyshack and some of the old classics. Like I love Hot Tub Time Machine so much. It's a movie that that knows exactly what it is, and and it kind of relishes how like there's literally a part where um uh I can't forget the guy from the office I can't think of his name turns to the camera and winks and goes it's like some kind of 
hot tub, hot tub time, time machine. machine. Craig like, Robinson. A, yeah. Craig it's Robinson, a, yeah. That's right after right after Clark Gregg is like, am I going to be the asshole that says we got in a hot tub and went back in time? <laughs> like it's yeah, some kind of hot tub time machine. Yeah, yeah. Clark Duke, sorry. Yeah, it is It is very much aware of what it is, and it just kind of relishes being, yeah, we're a dumb B comedy movie, but damn, we're going to be fun. Oh, it was a blast. I love it. So I didn't realize we were limiting ourselves to uh, movies only. We're not. No, okay. we're not. I've got a killer TV show coming up. I Nobody actually puts have a baby in the corner. I have <laughs> a killer. I have a killer video game to start with. Okay. Uh, let's get in the Wayback Machine and go back to the Nintendo 64. Oh, my glory days. So Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Here we go. You motherfucker. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. The only N64 game I ever talk about. Yeah. Because I was going to say, okay, guys, can you imagine pitching this? Okay, we've caught some flack because, you know, the the initial trailer came out. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take that squirrel from Diddy Kong Racing. And we're going to have him be drunk talking about titties and have him fight a shit monster. He fights a big poop. And there's corn in it. <laughs> yeah. And it fucking worked. That game was awesome. Yeah. I don't know how, but it did. It was so awesome. It was so, I mean, the reason it was awesome was because of the development team. It was rare. It was the same people that did Donkey Kong 64, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, and like Diddy Kong Racing. And then they obviously also did Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. But holy shit, the premise alone makes it sound like the biggest we have to have a Nintendo game for adults. So a squirrel that fights poop? Works for me. Print it. Fuck yes. Money in the bank. Why wasn't that on the why isn't this a movie yet list? Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> that seems like one of those things that they would do, but it would just be so, so bad we'd all be kicking ourselves afterwards. That's why funny. did we ask for this? <laughs> I love it. I got a couple more. So this one kind of... I don't know why, but... It, Whenever I thought about this topic, I really zoned in on basically the middle of Tom Hanks's career. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're for a stretch, like you know the Money Pit and Joe versus the Volcano and uh, Big and uh, what was the other one? Um, the Burbs. Like you look at these movies now, like you had to just imagine being in the boardroom for the Burbs. Like you move into a nice new house in this neighborhood and you notice that the the neighbors are kind of weird. And then you figure out that they're like cannibals and they're like chopping people up and it becomes a like a horror comedy or Joe versus the volcano where like literally it's a guy who goes out to like fight a volcano somehow. Mm-hmm. None of it makes any fucking sense. But to- God damn it, if Tom Hanks is anything, he's lovable. And he turns these shit ideas into like fantastic movies. Don't forget Splash where he falls in love with a mermaid. Don't forget Forrest Gump when in the book the retard goes to the moon or something with a monkey. Like it's just there's what? Some, yeah, there's something in the book. He's like an astronaut in the book too. Luke I don't know. Dad. Like for like ice cream. Who, who else? I'll, like, I'll pull it up. Don't think I won't. Who else could you, make you, that character into one of the biggest movies of all time? Yeah, and and there's restaurants. I've been to Bubba Gump's like nine times. I love that place. It's Do just we need awesome. A Forrest Gump alarm. Newsflash. All American Julian loves Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. <laughs> you know that goes without saying, but whatever. 
Okay, it's too far down on my watch list. Never mind. <laughs> it's like way down here. I can't even find it right now. Oh, wait. Hang on. Never mind. False alarm. Lieutenant Diane, I got you some ice cream. Lieutenant Diane, ice cream. Sounds like someone found car keys. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Oh, inside jokes. And hold on. I do believe uh, Scott Cox, not to be confused with Commander Scott, also said no. that at one point he plays chess on a deserted island with cannibals. Yeah, I feel like he that's might right. Be making that up. Mm. Who knows? Mm. We can't be totally sure. Never know. I but yeah, know. so basically, any if you've got a stupid idea, just attach uh, Tom Hanks to it and it might work <laughs> out for you. Oh, all right. I got one more. It's a cartoon. Okay. It's a TV show. Imagine, if you will, the board meeting at the pitch meeting. All right. Here's my idea. You're Vince? Yes. It's a TV show about a TV show (laughs) where a guy reviews movies. Oh, God. I'm talking about The Critic. Yes. It's a it's a cartoon about a movie critic voiced by John Lovitz. And yet somehow it became one of the greatest cartoons of that time. It stinks, you son of a bitch. I love it. Did you have that on your list? No, I, I was calling Julian a son of a bitch because he oh, beat okay. me to that joke by like just a smidge. I mean, it, it, it parodies, like, the, the episode that, uh, they have a, a misery parody episode that's just brilliant, uh, where he's got the cardboard, uh, where, like, uh, he writes a book that's, like, all of his reviews, and, uh, like, this one lady's obsessed with him, and, uh, the cardboard cutout knocks her out, and he just keeps going, buy my book, buy my book, buy my, and he's like, oh, shut it off. It's it, it's it was so far like the humor was was razor sharp. I don't want to use the phrase ahead of its time because I feel like that gets used a lot. But it's so smart and it's so good. John Lovitz does a masterful job. The fake movies he would review yes. on the show were oh, all so amazing. Good. Ghostbusters three with the Ghostbusters fight an eighty foot Ed Koch. How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? <laughs> so good like that show is it's just it's unfair how good that show was we didn't we we did not deserve the critic no. yet we got it and the fact that it's not like no one has has petitioned for that to do a make a comeback or something like because right now would be a perfect time to bring back the critic with all of these blockbusters and all this stuff i mean they're rich for making fun of way before all those spoof movies way before all of the Disaster movie, date movie, scary movie, all that crap. Not there another was movie. the critic. Yeah, there was the critic, but the only difference was the critic was good and yeah. still is good. It holds up today. So yeah, that's my that's my like retro hidden gem pick. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a 
like the golden age of like cartoon, like adult cartoons on television. Cause I remember getting like figuring out uh, what the critic was, which was amazing. But then I also uh, found Duckman, and I used to get in trouble. Yes. Like, Duckman was yes. on like late night on USA like that in uh silk stockings. I used to get in trouble for watching that too, <laughs> <laughs> but Duckman because it was, uh, it was George Alexander or Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. And it was just this duck detective whose wife had died and he was like still living with his sister and his mother-in-law and like his weird two-headed kid. And like every once in a while him and his sister-in-law would get drunk and bang each other and stuff. And it was just the most, <laughs> it was raunchy. It was crudely drawn. And it was just, it's almost like, like John Lovitz had, he just wanted to make fun of everything. Like, I guess Jason Alexander just got tired of a show about nothing. So he wanted to make a show about the dumbest shit he could possibly come up with. <laughs> And it was just, it was so good. Just like you said, it was, it's one of those shows that it reminds me of my childhood and I wish I could go back and they'd revamp them and bring them back out. Yeah. Fed. It was like that. I remember that. And, uh, what was that one? That Dr. Katz. Oh yeah. Dr. Katz, like celebrity we, psychiatrist was, or whatever. Yeah. That was, that was written in squiggle vision or was yeah, drawn in yeah, squiggle yeah. vision. And it was basically like an excuse for stand up comedians to just, give like parts of their stand-up routine yeah it ended up it was like the precursor to crank anchors basically like yeah. all the comedians would just go on and they'd have fun and do their bits and call people and shit but yeah that dr katz was awesome yeah drawn in squiggle vision but yeah no Duckman was i always like uh, i loved watching Duckman because i always felt like i was getting away with something when yeah. i was watching Duckman. like i was like i'm not supposed to be watching this but here i am ha <laughs> ha that's the voice I used as a kid. It was weird. Out of thing. I don't know. Whatever. Good times. My last pick, I'll probably get some pushback on, but it's just like with Fun of the Apes, when they announced this, I was like, don't. Just leave it alone. Just let it go. Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, they... Good. I, I completely agree until I saw the trailer. Okay. The trailer just—I I was one hundred percent sold after that. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, when they first announced, it, I was like, "That's a bad idea." Like we don't want to see sixty-year-old Bruce Campbell trying to be Ash again. Just leave it alone, guys. Like it was—we got three movies. We never should have got that third one. Just let it go. Let us just enjoy, you know, what we had. And and then I watched season one, and I was like, "Well, never mind then. Keep going." Uh, it, it's uh. And I think it was was the the benefit of being in a new medium, where it was a thirteen episode TV series, not a movie. So they got to kind of really flesh things out a lot more um, and take the time. And you know, season two expands on Ash's backstory and fills in some of the gaps between some of the movies. And it's been great. Uh, so I, I was happy to be wrong. But yeah, when they first announced it, I was just like, that's that's a bad idea. Like it can only taint our our love of, of <laughs> came before <laughs> but i was wrong so i'm sorry well the timing yeah. was weird too because it was coming out around the same time as the reboot evil dead so and yeah. they didn't have anything to do with each other so okay. i was the same way i was skeptical and uh honestly i would watch 60 year old bruce campbell do just about anything i'd watch him take a shit in the middle of a bank <laughs> <laughs> would you watch done. him uh would you watch him get into a pink van with no back windows? Yes, I if would. If you were driving with a white wife beater and tight yellow bicycle shorts. <laughs> a banana hammock? Yes, yes, I would. If a, 
if a pink van with no windows pulled up to you and Bruce Campbell was inside, we would all get in. You're goddamn right. Yeah, I mean, fight each other for who got shotgun. I mean, the we could sit here sticky. and just do like this whole topic could be about Tom Hanks and Bruce Campbell because Bubba Hotep ah. is one of the dumbest things ever, and it's one of my favorite. I've I had a girl like break up with me, and then years later got back with like she roundabout she'd been married, had a couple kids, and she's like, you know, you son of a bitch. I still sit and think about that fucking Bruce Campbell movie where he played Elvis, and I'm just I still hate you because of that. And I, uh, that's one of my that's a badge of honor that I have interrupted he, someone's life so often with that movie. Here's the thing is like I unabashedly, not jokingly anything else, I have put that movie on like my top ten favorite movies of all time list more times than I probably should have. Deservedly so. So good. All right. I have two more. Uh one's a movie and one's a comic book series. So we'll do the comic first. Okay. So again, we'll go into the the pitch meeting. Uh, I'm not going to throw on a, a voice, but you, you you've got the creator of the comic sitting down with uh, the people at Vertigo, and he pitches this idea, and he's like, "All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all your like favorite childhood like nursery rhymes and like you know uh, story characters and everything, and we're going to have them kicked out of that world that they all shared." And we're going to have them basically running their own section of New York City together. Oh, cool. Is this going to be like based towards children? No, no, fuck no. We're going to have it be geared towards adults 100% through and through. Um, I'm talking about fables, which if you've never sat down and read as a comic book fan, you are doing yourself a grave injustice. It's uh, Bill Willingham just creates this massive universe with... I guess your two main characters are Snow White and the uh, Big Bad Wolf, and just uh, y- fuck, I, well, I can't well, say. So, so, so yeah, it out. BB, Big Bad Wolf, BB Wolf, in this world is a private detective. Yeah, I was about to say, and, isn't that the the series the Wolf Among Us game is based on? Yes. Yeah. And he's hired to investigate the murder of Rose Red. Yeah, of Rose is, Red. Is that's the storyline. Yeah, yeah, that, that's your first storyline. And, you know, they, it, it, it sounds so dumb, but there are like cross dimensional wars and stuff that they do. They, you know, they've got a farm where all of the animals from the world can live. It's just, again, like I picked it up on a recommendation thinking it was uh, just going to be one of the dumbest things on the face of the planet, much like the TV show that Disney tried to rip off of it called Once Upon a Time was. Uh, I mean, but it's just like if you saw anything in like 2010 or 2011, people were doing their best of the decade. Like everyone who picked a best comic of the like aughts, most people said fables. But if you look at the premise on paper, it just sounds so incredibly stupid. So, yeah, there you go. Julian, what you got? Great series. Great it really series. Is. Thank you. Awesome. Well, did you have anything else playing again? Nope, nope, I am good. All right, cool. I was going to say, like, I, I had two more, and I, I was going to throw Joe Dirt in there, but for some reason, I don't know, at the time, it just worked. <laughs> but I think, to me, what may be one of the dumbest premises of all time 
for a movie that is, for me, is so over and it's on one of my top ten lists would have to be Weekend at Bernie's. Like, how do you, how do you kill off the title character, like five minutes into the movie, and then he's got a, you know, a voodoo spell cast on him to where when music plays, he he jiggles and wiggles around, and you base a movie around that. Like, he, he it helps if it's the eighties and cocaine. Yeah, it's yeah, a deep lots, cut. That's a good pick. Like, not only was it so good, it got a sequel. Like, he's banging chicks on the beach. He's going to parties. It's the life of the party. He's in. He's starting conga lines. He's in parades. It's just, he gets shot in the head with a spear gun. Like, it's just the, the craziest shit you could ever imagine. And the beauty that is Jonathan Silverman just carried it, and it's fantastic. Good pick. Solid deep cut. choice. Liked it. Oh, it was, it was my topic. I had to. I had to bring it strong, man. <laughs> Bringing the thunder. <laughs> my my recycled topic. I had to own it. All right, John, uh, are you done too? Because I have one more, and I think Julian does as well. That's all I got. Bring us up. That was all I had because I, yep. I threw away Joe Dirt. Okay, you threw away Joe Dirt. So my last one is. It, it's specifically the third movie in a trilogy of films, and the first two were just. Over the top stoner comedies. Sylvester Stallone over the top? No, no, no. Stoner comedies. I would watch a Sylvester Stallone stoner comedy. I would too. But I'm talking about like, you know, when the premise of your first movie is already so just stupid that you can go nowhere but up. When the first premise of your of your film is going to White Castle. Yeah. And the second one is you're sending your two main characters to Guantanamo Bay. Naturally, the third thing you have to do is have a Christmas special. With Neil Patrick Harris. And, like, so much better than I thought it would be. And I, honest to God, still stick by this. It is the best non-animated movie to use 3D that I've seen. It understands that it's hokey. It understands that it's a gimmick. It understands that it is one of those things that's not to be taken seriously. I'm talking about Harold and Kumar, a Christmas or the Harold and Kumar Christmas special in 3D. I, did anyone else see it? No. No. Nope. Okay. Well, fuck you guys because it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, the first one was pretty fantastic. It was just like. There's no, it's like hot tub time machine. There's no reason it should have been that good. And it was awesome. Yeah. You can't, I just, I refuse to sit through that or try and let them do that again. Cause the, just like for hot tub time machine, the sequel's fucking terrible. So I didn't even want to take the chance. Here's the thing like Guantanamo Bay, take it or leave it, whatever. The third one is so stupidly funny. Cause I mean, you want to talk about like being self aware for hot tub time machine. Like these guys are basically just like doing everything to laugh at the camera uh dangle from reno 911 has a part in it there's a fucking robot that makes waffles and attacks people it's so danny trejo has a part i just cannot talk about how much i fucking love this movie and how it ever got greenlit is beyond me but i've watched it way more times than i should be willing to admit that's okay you do you Several times a week, mostly. <laughs> Sounds like we found our next Let's Watch for December. Yeah. Agreed. Sure. Fuck yeah. Sounds like that's about right. 
And so I think with that, I get to hit this button and let everybody know that uh, we're out of time on this episode. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, we ran we ran so long on this one. We That's always okay. do. We do. We Our runtime is two hours. Let's not lie. We say We say it's an hour and a half, but it's not. The other ones are just short. The other episodes Basically. are just short. So, uh, so with that, uh, if you are an inmate at any correctional facility across the country <laughs> um, or the world, really, we don't know borders, um, send us an email at iheartstamos at gmail.com. Matt, if you're out there, please finish the story. We're ready and waiting for part two of Koran's Big Adventure. <laughs> um, is what I'm calling it. That wasn't what it was officially called, but that's what I'm calling it because I think that works. I'm in. So, uh, and go on, uh, lock your doors. <laughs> you should probably move. <laughs> starting starting May 19th, lock your doors. Oh, uh, so with that, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, I don't know what we're gonna. I'm not gonna tease anything for next week because I don't know. We figure it out as we go. That's the that's how we make that's how we make the special sauce. That's Never how the, that's where the Don't magic even, happens. No. Yeah. In the day before the the recording, that's when we come up with yeah. everything. Koran can't be bothered to scroll, so he asks for a rundown. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. It's true. So uh, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Oh, wait, wait, I messed it up. Sorry. <laughs> I, was I was like, that's not the outro. What I messed doing? it up. That's not it. So, Obi-John Kenobi, do me a favor. Yeah. Do me a favor. Uh, reach to your left. I don't know what I was thinking. I just co-roned that. I'm sorry. Well, no, uh, you, I, I, think, I think you were initially going to do the uh, inmate thing because you started with, hey, yeah. Matt. And yeah. I, thought, I think you were going to call out Matt specifically, but then you talked about the emails instead. I got you. I got Should you. I, 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 in jail. Should in I jail. I can't call him out. Should I reach to my left and grab the tablet with the most Googles on it? Ooh, yeah, grab the tablet with the most Googles on it. And throw it in the air like you just don't care, just like Mary Tyler Moore. Because, my friend... Shall we meet again? Sammy Davis Jr. saying, uh, be kind, be nice, and I hope the next performer has the pleasure of having as nice an audience as you've been tonight. And let me leave you swinging. <laughs>